Welcome, welcome, welcome to UVA Throws Podcast for people who want to learn from successful student athletes, coaches, and professional throwers, and we bring you all this from their own perspective. Their experience and lessons will save you a lot of trouble. Today with us we have Mariami Kevhishvili Machavariani. She is a two-time Olympian, five-time NCAA champion, University of Florida Hall of Famer, coach of multiple All-Americans, conference champions, and the list just goes on and on. Miriam will talk to us about University of South Florida, about what is she looking for when it comes to recruits, her coaching philosophy, how she got into throwing in the first place, and many other things. She was a winner in college, and as a professional thrower, and as a coach, you can bet that she'll make sure you become a winner as well. If you are new to this podcast, please hit that subscribe button and enjoy. All right, well, Miriam... Thank you so much for coming here. Thank you for your time. I know you're very busy. Uh, you have a little boy, but most of all, you're doing a lot of recruiting. Uh, and uh, I want to thank you for your time. Uh, you are an incredible coach, and I know a lot of people want to hear from you and your amazing accomplishments uh, that I just said in the intro. I mean, being five-time NCAA champ, two-time Olympian, that is incredible. And being an incredible coach as well. You coached uh, in the U.S. in some, some of the best conferences and some of the, the, the strongest schools. How, uh, how is everything going for you guys right now with all this uh, corona going on? We cannot start with corona, right? Without corona, it's like yeah. a staple out of every conversation we have these days. Yeah. Um, doing well, doing, uh, uh, doing well, Martin. Uh, it's always good to see you, right? In these crazy, crazy times. But yeah. I mean, it's pretty quiet over here in Florida. You know, essentials are still working. Uh, grocery stores are open. I know this. People are more relaxed mm -hmm. than beginning. You know, there's last gloves you see around and last scary masks people are wearing. So, yeah. No, my wife. Um, she doesn't. She doesn't want me to watch TV. Well, watch news. Useless. Watch news <laughs> when she's around. She's like, just change the channel, right? She doesn't want to listen anymore. And we are. I mean. You are, we are taking it, measures, would, yeah. right? We're staying at home and uh, yeah. uh, making sure we have our mask when we're going out to get groceries, right? So, yeah, so much we can do. I mean, I love watching news, especially. Uh, it was my favorite watching BBC International News, mm -hmm. but I feel like it has over the years has changed so much because it's all about how many likes they can get. So, they yeah. have headlines the news that are not really in yeah 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 there's so many other things going on and top of the city and war never ended it's still on mm. so uh, oh, yeah and yeah a lot of people are in way way more trouble than we are yeah. you know yeah. very fortunate than be able to sit at home and pay the rent still i'm yeah. very very fortunate about that it's not a case for most of the americans here yeah yeah i think that's that's a really good um thing to a really important thing to keep in mind that yes it's mm -hmm. it's a hard times and we have it's the worst the last thing you want to do is to put yourself in a, in a bad uh mental situation that you are over yeah. not over exaggerating because the situation is is uh is mm -hmm. dire but to keep in mind yeah. that we actually have great things going on here and i'm so mm -hmm. happy that i'm in the u.s how about you <laughs> well actually georgia is handling it pretty well this pandemic uh, so mm. they're doing well their numbers are way lower okay um yeah and hopefully that maintenance like churches are still open they are social distancing having a yeah. uh, diving liturgies i'm orthodox 
they still uh, they never stop the services. Yeah. So they just um, uh, do services outside, so it's not packed. Yeah. And they are having a social distance. It's, it's kind of cute. They have little spots painted outside where, where people stand. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, if everybody would stay six feet apart, I think we'll be we'll be out of this uh, sooner, sooner. And wash the hands and all those things that you need to do. Yes. Routines yes. Yeah. and exercise and eat yeah. right, right? Yeah, very important, very important. How's that at the USF school? I assume it's uh, closed. Mm -hmm. Classes are on online. Yes, everything is online. Um, I mean, obviously, it's the same. NCAA ruling is mm. same for everywhere, right? Yeah. And comes out to conference rulings. There's we cannot host any practices. I, we cannot do anything. It's just yeah. the Zoom meetings, just like us talking right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. Uh, it's a new, I don't remember when last time I was at home this amount of time we had during the season right i, I don't remember yes this is like a hot hottest season we are going into a conference just this week mm. and getting so, ready for yeah, yeah national that is yeah it's it's so strange and uh, i know a lot of uh, parents are asking me uh, especially juniors and juniors reaching out i'm sure mm -hmm. same same as, as you yeah, yeah. what can they do now they don't have a season right so they don't have a season yeah. to eat to put themselves out there. How do you recruit now uh, when it comes to juniors, right? Yeah, well, it is tough and I feel for them, not just juniors, seniors too. Like they end up having, especially in your side of the country, they were not even warm enough to start mm -hmm. um, outdoor season. So they don't even have marks down and yep. it's tough, but it's just a new reality. Soon as you deal with it mentally, emotionally, and make that positive move forward, mm -hmm. it's better for everybody. But um, biggest thing is just videotaping a practice videos because some of them still have the ability of doing that. So when you send the coach the email, in this case to me, it's good to put the marks out there, not necessarily just the feet, put both of them mm -hmm. conversions, meter and feet. And tell me uh, about you. And biggest thing is the grades, attaching the grades too, because um, USF is really, really good academic school. And it, they start 1100 to look into it with SAT scores. Okay, okay. And I know SAT scores will change down the road. It doesn't really define how smart we are. Mm. Um, they will change, but um, we go off of that now. So mm -hmm. make sure you um, attach those things if you already have taken. Yeah. And again, a lot of tests has, has gotten canceled. I mean, I've been talking to a lot of my recruits and tests have been canceled. They don't know what to do. But mm -hmm. again, NCA came out with, um, I believe they canceled all the uh, freshmen incoming test yeah. course, right? Yeah, they will, they will not, uh, they will, they let the schools uh, decide yeah. to to take mm -hmm. into uh, wave the SAT scores, basically. Yeah. Right? Just go basically, off the GPA. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you still can get into the school. Mm -hmm. uh, then they, they need to understand that some of the seniors in high mm -hmm. school, but it doesn't mean that you are in the school and you have this freeway of test scores being waived, you still have to get in to school. Yeah. 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 Uh, so um, attaching it and make sure it's a PDF and presentable mm -hmm. and you know, type up like two page of story about you, like yeah, maybe yeah, some yeah. just important informations and kids. I because 
we do get a lot of emails mm -hmm. and we have to filter through them. Um, so that's what I've been asking. And just, if you don't have a competition video, just let me know what you look like. Even maybe including um, how tall are you or how much you weigh and all those things. Mm. And visual, you know, you have to be able to see it. I wish we can actually have a face-to-face -face or home visit or go and observe somebody, but we don't have that anymore. Yeah. So it's a new reality. Just mm. videotape your practices if you don't have anything from competition. That's a, that's a great advice. And for all those uh, uh, juniors out there and parents and coaches listening, uh, Coach Marion mm -hmm. just gave you a very good pointers, right? So uh, if you don't have competition videos, like you said, take practice videos, mm -hmm. post those or send those in the email. Yeah. Make sure you put your grades, uh, how you know how far you've been throwing, how long have you been throwing, right? Those details that mm -hmm. are important. Exactly, yeah. Uh, uh, and beginning also, way. yeah. Also, there's new um, grading scale in SAT and has a sub scores. So when you send uh, an email in SAT, it's better to PDF me a sub scores included. So I don't have to come back three emails later asking for it. So, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. It helps that's, that's get a process started faster. Yeah. What you are, and you are known for being very uh, good recruiter. I, I've seen you at every meet on New Balance, all the big meets uh, for high school. You were there. You have a great relationship with your athletes right from the beginning, right? It seems like you like mm -hmm. to start that relationship, uh, communication with them and their parents very early in a as early as you can in an early process, in a recruiting process. Uh, now that you cannot go to those meets, what you're saying is, you know, reach out to me mm -hmm. by, uh, by video, by email. Yeah, Martin, I don't think I'm in a great recruiter. I will one day get there but yes i'm trying my best i think, you're pretty good. I think you took, keep, a, you took a lot of athletes from other coaches like me <laughs> to your school so. <laughs> but i mean um just like i said unfortunately uh, i think we will may have a late high school, a new balance championships this year i'm not sure I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. So it's been in talks but we don't know they're talking about thinking about july i late hmm. july or beginning of august but um i don't think that will i mean can happen it's 50 yeah. 50. but again if you don't have those meets then coaches cannot come and see you best way to do it it's videotape several versions of it you know not just from the one spot change the angle from mm -hmm. the back from the front from the side so it gives coach the idea because you know, like you've you've been coaching a long time, and you've been a very successful coach, Martin. And the uh, uh, biggest thing you know from the beginning if this kid has something. Yeah, yeah. And you also know who who has been coached and who's just around there. Don't know what they're doing, but you know for sure that that something. Yeah. In works that you can see it visually, visually just evaluating right then. And there's lots of raw talent that people mm -hmm. are out there that are don't know what they're doing, but that has that God-given talent, explosive uh, movements, and you cannot just coach, and you cannot just yeah. you know, make I it mean, better by do you training. Do if, you're, you know, if you're five foot tall and you're a guy, how, how likely are you going to throw 70 feet and shop it, right? So, yeah. yes, some, some, not, some parameters, you, it's really hard to uh, go yeah. around. Yeah, there's if some you're 5'10", then yeah, you I mean, you can get away. Like Djokovic, I mean, uh, he might be six foot. 
No, he just made him really short, and he's going to be really. He's shorter than uh, Ryan Krauser, right? <laughs> so you don't have I to be Ryan Krauser. I think he's six one or six far. foot, something like that. But like six feet is not that short if you really think about it. Six feet yeah. is what one meters and eighty-five. Yeah, eighty-five yeah. centimeters. One eighty. So that is yeah. So I know we are both really tall, but that's way above the average, especially if you can move like Joe does and forget about it. Exactly. And that's why I love videos. Like you said, send me a video. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, you're, you're five, five or six, five. If I see the video and you move like lightning, mm -hmm. that's what I want to see. Right. So uh, height does help. But yeah. seeing that video, I, it helps tremendously. Or and you know, the, the, best, thing, the feel, best thing yeah. is to see in person, right? But now best we can, thing, yeah. so. Yeah, best thing is to see in person and the natural ability of being able to connect to implement without even knowing what you're doing. Oh, I like that. I think, I like uh, yeah. I feel like, and there's, I have seen so many of those cases. Like um, I remember a couple of years ago when I was at UConn, um, I saw this girl in New Balance Mm. volleyball player mainly he's like oh he's just, she's just doing the track for a side and uh -huh. just super tall and moves amazing and like you know she would have been great but yeah. she obviously was underrated because nobody will look at her results mm -hmm. going off of it and she's like almost six three That's volleyball player so um yeah and cases like that there's ton of ton of raw raw talent and they don't get training or they are doing a multiple sports in a school and you know how it is it's just mm -hmm. it's just hustle for high schoolers especially yeah. and yeah. and even though when you're doing the multiple sports that that's kind of makes you that well-rounded athlete right because mm -hmm. i didn't start with a shot put i was a high jumper in high school okay okay i did not see i did not know that point yeah <laughs> Yeah, I was a high jumper and I used to play soccer. I mean, you grow up playing soccer in everywhere, right? Yeah. In European yeah. countries. Yeah. yeah. And um, just uh, keep rotating uh, young, especially young athletes in sport. So that's what makes a better athlete. Mm -hmm. You know, you're spending a year being a gymnast. You're not never going to be a good gymnast, but it helps you to be flexible and move. Yeah, so many yeah, great. Yeah. I mean, the best high jump uh, pole vaulters started as in gymnasts, right? So they had those yeah. skills, and then they obviously mm -hmm. perfect, perfected their uh, uh, pole vaulting. Yeah. Just to teach, teach, teach you uh, basics, even with the javelin throw. Think about how much flexibility, and there's nothing great about getting into that position, right? It's painful, mm -hmm. it's tough, mm -hmm. and it's needs a lot of training, and I, I, especially is, gymnastics. Yeah, yeah. this is. I, this is what, what all we are looking for, right? Uh, mm -hmm. uh, as coaches, well, us, most coaches are looking for athletic person, right? So you don't have to throw far. And if I see a video of you playing, even other sports, like you said, that's a great, I have not included that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. go off of you now. I'm gonna use this in my recruiting as well. If you play other sports, send me some video of those other sports. That's genius. Mm -hmm. Then you can see how athletic this person is. Yeah. You can develop this person in. Cause you, we are obviously not in a short, term game here we are here for mm -hmm. four or five years right yes it's like uh, yeah you can get them there their junior or senior year mm -hmm. yeah unfortunately i feel like men's side is way um tighter mm -hmm. on spot uh, than our female side so i can i can have more developmental uh kids in a female side and mm -hmm. i love doing that now not from the beginning of my coaching career yeah, yeah. it's really frustrated but 
I mean, years go by and you learn new things, right? How to work with them and mm -hmm. um, uh, developing kids. I think it's a best part of what really we like as a coaches that what coachings yeah. are for. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think I, I get it from the Steve. He always had like a, one kid in a box and will be like nobody and just let him just yeah. keep throwing and keep throwing and develop and by the junior yeah. year rolled around and senior like Jeremy posting hammer thrower never threw hammer in day of his life he comes in as a walk-on really yes yeah and no, no. um he worked his butt off for sure make oh, sure yeah. this juniors or seniors they understand then like they you, you can be talented but if you don't work for it it, it mm. does not matter how tall are you how good you can move you yep. have to put the work in yeah. and i watch him put the work in in and out um early mornings when nobody was watching him will come in and keep throwing nice so yeah. i think that's fun developing but i mean being in a conference level and going for an ncaa level sometimes you don't have the time you know mm. pressures on so mm. you cannot just have high, that coming off of developmental kids you need yep. that power and you need those points yeah no and that's that's tough. a great that's a you just threw some incredible pointers there for everybody right all the even if you are already in school it doesn't mean you should give up on track right if you're already in college mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. you should give up on track i had experience you had experience with some uh throwers who never picked up an event and then up being really good, like Jeremy, right? He's he's working mm -hmm. his tail off. He was a runner up in nationals. I believe he ended up going over seventy meters with a hammer. Yes, yeah, that was incredible to see. Yeah. That was incredible to see. Um, how do you, so? Yeah, I see what you I see what you're doing now. You were looking for a full talent in an athlete, not just their numbers. So when somebody asks you, "What are you looking for, USF? What kind of recruits are you looking for?" What would you say? See, I don't have like this uh, uh, developed this specific model for just fits in a one person because yeah, yeah. again, we are so individualized. What worked for Mariam, it doesn't gonna work for everybody. That even though you're a glider, you do same thing, you pick up the four kilogram shot or it's 8.8 .8 LP, it's same, yeah, <laughs> same, yeah. same. Because there's no such a thing as like a miracle programming that you're gonna be get on that program and you're gonna be like throwing exactly what I have thrown or what mm -hmm. Valerie Adams throws or, you know, there's no such a thing like that. You, every, every, each and every one of us is unique and individually different. Mm -hmm. And even with coaches, the way we talk to our athletes, like the way I talk to my athletes is cueing is completely different from A to B mm -hmm. because it's very, like, I cannot understand the uh, same cue from you that you will understand because there is no like one way of saying things or demonstrating things or putting people into position because we learn a different way yes because some yes. people are yes. visual some people want to be scientific breakdown of why in a word i have to get my rights under me why you need like mm -hmm. <laughs> some people wants to you to get into that position and demonstrate how it works and some people just really want scientific breakdown of why you have to do that mm -hmm. That's what makes us different. So I don't really have this specific role model than I recruit. So I recruit wide ranges and variety of people. Mainly what I'm looking for is the personalities is important too. You know, ways they interact with you, respect, mm -hmm. good manners. I'm looking for um, 
someone who can willing to work hard, mm. someone who is a good student, then can um, be successful in a school. Because yeah. again, it's really good academic school. And uh, I, at the end of the day, you're getting somebody for four years. You literally become their family, right? Mm-hmm. I may not even be able to see my husband in six months out of the year, much as I will see you. Yes. Yep. 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 Yeah. I mean, we're going to spend a lot of time together and I want you to believe into what I'm about to do mm-hmm. with you. And I want you to believe in me that changes I'm going to make, I'm going to do it for you. And I really want you to buy in. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, to, in, a, in my personal experience, success comes with trusting what you are doing. You know, like really, really, truly trusting that 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 little technical change, even though at the time may not really think you may not think that's going to benefit you. If you're fully buying in, then you judge later what's going to happen. So, um, you know, good personality, obviously talent, right? Marks, talent. And wait, sometimes I just uh, attract mates. When I go there, I watch them, how they talk to their coaches. Okay, okay. Uh, you know, like how did, how did they talk to their coaches and uh, parents or whoever's with them? Um, because I feel like respect. I'm coming from old school background when, mm-hmm. you know, what do you like? How can I go up and question a, my coach with a disrespectful way, right? How? Like I would have gotten whipped by my parents, right? <laughs> <laughs> At that moment, from the stairs, right there. <laughs> they don't care you're five or eight. They don't care they that you're in public. Save you. <laughs> so yeah, the respect. So I think respect. You know, like sometimes I run into those cases that oh, like today's era is internet has blowout. Back in the day when I was a freshman, I don't even like I don't know even know ten percent of what kids know now. Mm-hmm. And um, they watch Martin through like sixty-five meters, and they think they know everything. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. can slow down Martin's video, and oh, I have to do that that, but like you don't know how to get there, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Do you so have the height? Were, do you have the strength? Do you have the work? Do yeah, you- wingspan and all those things and like work ethic and there's like so many things goes into it. Nutrition, sleep, like um, eating right and understanding how human body actually works. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just like more bigger fan, more like a scientific breakdowns of how we can improve ourselves in a higher level. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes I want to go back to school. <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, that learning never stops, right? Like you- never stops. You know, like I cannot say that I'm most experienced. Older coaches out there, mm. uh, I'm still learning every day. It's still yeah. trial and error. You know, you just keep. Um, I love to lift, and I still lift five times a week, and I test those exercises before I put them in a program. Nice. And if that really works, and I, you know, I'm really passionate for lifting and my husband lifts and back in the day, we used to like go hate training together when we were so young, like cannot stand it because we will argue in one exercise over and over and over. And now like, no, (laughs) never be. (laughs) For those guys who don't know Dato, Dato is one of the strongest men alive. But maybe not in squats. I don't know how much he can squat compared. Oh, to- he can squat over seven hundred pounds. Oh my 
that's freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so like we will, yeah, but we will argue like if we single no is this is this is the right way no that's the wrong way and now like after 14 years of marriage i feel like we finally actually can sit down and discuss and have like a pleasure out of working out together yeah. and being a good training partners okay and um, you know i learned a lot from him mm-hmm. um the sense of like breaking down his big arnold guy like huge yeah. fan and um he used to do like a lot of strong men and stuff so like including those things into my programming and he has a good eye when i uh you know have a question i would like ask even though you know he's not in a track and field he was a rugby player still strengths mm-hmm. component wise mm-hmm. you know he he has a good eye on that um but so, um, yeah, so, so you implement of, all this so th- this is awesome because you were implementing uh mm-hmm. your experience And mm-hmm. you're implement to your husband's experience in lifting how to get even stronger, even though you were yeah. strong. Yourself. If they allowed me in a way to, you know, and yeah. also all those rules applying now, yeah. then, you know, it's not just yeah. the fun coaching part. You really have to watch it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, amount of hours we spend yeah. with the yeah. athletes yeah. has changed. Yeah. So yeah. all this yeah. been, you know, you have to plug all the hours in and how many hours they can be with you and how many hours they cannot be with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, when back in the day it was just like please don't let me go home like i'm gonna just bring my bed in here and sleep yeah. in here you know yeah. like matt used to kick me out of weight room like just get out yeah <laughs> you're okay. done and i cannot stand it but that's, now it's that's you um, you're, you're such a hard worker and i remember that um i remember when i was i had a fortune to be able to come to florida to train with you guys in 2011 mm-hmm. 2012 and i remember you training obviously We trained together and dato uh, and all those guys mm-hmm. uh really you were you were professional already at the time you were getting into coaching a little bit and uh you just train and learn and you were yeah you were training like you were olympic champion like about to throw you know 20 meters again even though you were <laughs> already transitioning into coaching uh well well transitioning so you're continuing to train yeah. what you're saying you're still continue to, to no learn, yeah i like to learn. because that this way i can just stay in shape and i have just so much passion for it i i love like olympic lifts and uh, just something you can once in a while you can move heavy it just makes me happy you know yeah. it's weird but what are, yes. no that's that's awesome that's that's why you are so good at what you do um what are some your prs for those people who don't know i know one but i don't know uh restaurant squats well i squatted um back in the days when i was young (laughs) i cannot do it now period one time so i squatted 605 605 oh my god once 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 it counts once god doesn't matter yeah Uh, yeah, Mets really meds and he doesn't have a video evidence of it, but yeah. Uh and um and my bench pre- bench press was never as strong as I would want it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh one times I think I benched um under 300. Okay. Strong, mm-hmm. 295 or something like that. Mm-hmm. But still like for a shopper it's not that great. I've seen like, yeah, I've seen some yeah. girls out there But uh, I had always been for reps, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, my bed, I, I had a really good clean. Uh, I cleaned as heavy as I was bench, benching. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. That's really, yeah. Clean, a uh, snatch was pretty decent. Uh, jerks, mm-hmm. uh, push jerks. 
um, but always my legs was just yeah. super strong compared to uh, like just moving through the throat too, like more explosive and strong. I had that ability to do that. I was not compared to legs. I was not matching with upper body, but my cleans and squats was strong. Yeah, that's incredible. I remember when uh, you squatted at 608, I got a word from Florida uh, and people, the world, word spread quickly. Like, you gotta, you won't believe what I saw today. <laughs> so I remember that. Uh, and I saw you obviously squat there, uh, 400, 440 for like, like it's nothing. That's uh, when I was in 2011, you were just repping. Yeah. Like it's, like it's not all your business. <laughs> so, uh, but you had really, um, what you really do, what I really like about you, you don't recruit people like yourself, right? Just people like yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you were recruiting all kinds of athletes and you have success with all kinds of sizes and, and heights. Uh, and I, I know it, it is because you're continuing to learn and you like to adjust your training towards athlete, right? So there's no- Yeah, very individualized. Like, oh, press this much to throw this far, right? Mm, no, it doesn't work like that, right? <laughs> it would be great if it did, right? Yeah, that'd be nice because I have seen some crazy strong, strong athletes and it won't translate somehow in yeah. throwing. You know, it's different when you are um, having that steady power or power lifter mm -hmm. than the power of a weightlifter plus power lifter combination. So you have that pop com uh, and you can also speed, hold some, yeah, something top, heavy, top you know, speed, yeah. the Lasha from Georgia that is over only two meters tall and yeah. freaking can snatch 200. Is he more than two meters? Like nothing. He's like 198. So two centimeters I mean, under that's two six, meters. six, six, seven. Wow. Yes. He is one of my so, favorite people in the world. I mean, the, the, he's he, a good person. Too. 220. Yeah. He's a, he's a good person, but just if you look at him, and you go somewhere um, with a successful power lifter, raw power lifter, right? Mm. So it's it comes down to that, how fast do you move dead weight off the floor? But then you look at Elisha, right? And movement is slower and steadier, and movement is faster and more explosive. So that pop that you're throwing, yeah. we are looking for acceleration. Mm. So I I swear if Lasha was in throwing, it probably would be crazy i can't even imagine i mean that guy if you can snatch 220 you that means you are really fast as well at that height mm -hmm. as you are strong there's no squat is one thing it, you know go down up but to snatch so you gotta pop that 220 or clean which or, is or a jerk yeah jerk oh my god yeah Some, <laughs> right? sometimes i would like to like going back to what we're looking for our prospective student athletes mm -hmm. i would like to see some lifts too so if they have like a videotape of a clean or snatch i would like to see that mm -hmm. if they don't have a necessary like just a throwing video yeah and um i feel like um and another biggest thing and i really look into it is mental toughness or mental ability to do something over and over and not break when it matters, right? Yeah. So uh, my uh, my former head coach used to say that, that, that that's that part of the talent, um, MK, he used, to call, uh, you know, he used to correct me all the time. Yeah. That is a part of the talent, even though it has nothing to do with your physical ability. Physical, right? yeah, yeah. So like mentally training athletes, mentally mm -hmm. getting them ready for something, you know, it's, it's so big because especially freshmen, yeah. one thing, be able to throw, like I never threw far in practice. Like I, I never threw really far in the practice. You know, I um, trained with a heavier implements as well, 
but I didn't like that competition part of it. Like it's, it was unique for me. Mm-hmm. Like going into the competition, it was completely different fire going through than it was in the practice. You know, yeah. practice was about just getting better, listening, doing your repetitions. Um, and competition mindset was completely different. So I'll log in mm-hmm. and that six rows, like in my personality, and again, there's so many different types of successful athletes, but, but speaking to what I have personally experienced, um, I had to be amped up. I had to be locked in. That fire had to be, like I had mm-hmm. to be overstimulated that sixth row, you know? Yeah. I had to last it until that sixth row. Like I had to, because sometimes I will always get that feedback from that competitors I was against and I was just this mean, awful person, but I didn't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> During <laughs> the competition, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like you try to maintain like that, you know, stimulus going through your yeah. body that cns fire fire that going mm-hmm. through like i didn't want to let it sit down i won't even sit down i used to do like a sprint between throws jumps between throws right. and again it's a different style i have seen some people just sit hours and get up in the ring and through 22 meters yeah. <laughs> that works too works for them right so yeah. you gotta find yeah. what works for you so like developing really work what works for you individually is important and um you do look for that part of it and it shows really well when you um recruiting somebody and you see them uh, in a regular competition at home and you mm-hmm. see them uh in a qualify for states and how did they perform in states because it's a little bit more pressure it's harder so uh, can they stood up to it you know you know sometimes you may just get hurt sometimes you just don't have a good day but still it shows when you perform really good in states and when you perform really good at home and do really badly in states. So, um, yeah, that's really a lot of components to it. What makes that desired PSA, right? Prospectors to the athlete. Yeah. It's a fuel, right? It's uh, it fueled you that odd, uh, that attitude that you have during that uh, state meet shows the coach how much, how bad do you want it, right? So even if you, you know, mm-hmm. if, even if you fail at the state meet, let's say, you know, you have a big foul or you're, you're kind of freak out. How do you try? Yeah. How do you deal with that, right? Do you go and like, you know, you're mean to everybody, kick the can, or and you're like, no, I, I gotta get my, I gotta get better, right? I gotta get better. Uh, if you have mm-hmm. that attitude, so that's why watching them at the meets, you help uh, athletes at the meets, it helps so much because you can see that yeah. something that. You can see the behind the scenes attitude that you will have in your weight room in your in your mm-hmm. field that you usually wouldn't, right? That's what you're. Yeah. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah. So that shows that, like, um, you know, perfor- performance under pressure, right? Yeah. So competing in SEC championship and NCAA championship, how different it is, even though it was same kind of because same people were in, <laughs> in your in your case, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. SEC was just really good in yeah, well around and overall. Yeah, talking about pressure, you you had no pressure, or uh, obviously you found early what works for you because you're five time NCAA champion. This is in t- you in last two years of your competing, you were not defeated. You were undefeated for two years. Uh, uh, you know, so many meets indoor and outdoor. That's <laughs> something not many people can say. Um, even oh, even on our well, team here, though, I have you know even that. So you, how did you find that, 
how did that develop? Did you start like that, competing like that, no. with, a, with an attitude? <laughs> well, I do have an attitude about it, um, but I feel like uh, you saying now this, and I heard this so many times from other people then, oh, you had no pressure. Like, how did you do? I had so much pressure. Think about you're going back as a dependent <laughs> national champion. Yeah. Yeah. That is worse losing than uh, winning, right? Everybody expects you to win, but think about if you lose, what happens? Mm-hmm. So uh, I remember when I start um, college in the United States, there was uh, girls, two girls from Arizona State. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Arizona State. Uh, her name was Sarah Stevens. I don't know if yes. you remember her. Yes, I do. I do. Yeah, and they used to dominate like they had amazing coach like he yeah. he always had a really good throw Dumble, throwers Dumble, yeah, yeah. Really coach, coach Dumble, a really nice guy mm-hmm. and um nobody nobody ever beat them until i came in yeah. and just breaking that spell everything was so stressful it was not easy maintaining yeah. that spell and breaking that it was a, some amazing throwers when i was throwing mm-hmm. And really good people and great talent. Ryan was throwing same time yep, as I was yep. throwing. Ryan Mining and mm-hmm. I mean, Joe was behind us like a year. Yes, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was yeah, behind us here. And Joe's twin from yes. Penn State. You remember him too? Yeah, yeah. The that's right. Twins. That's right. The real twin. <laughs> we call him. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot yeah. about it. That's right. And Ashby, how uh, his wife was throwing, but now is throwing. Exactly. Too. She was in so, ACC, yeah. so you were competing against her. Um, yeah, and, and she was uh, runner up in our last year at Nationals. Yeah, yeah. So and we what, become good friends when we We'll talk about yeah. that a little later as well. I would love her to have her as well here to share her experience. How? So I love that you what you just said. The pressure never stops, right? So it's never not like oh, stops. I just it's even more. Yeah, it's even more because think about it. Like I'm going in, and I know that. I'm not only like I always tell myself that you're, you're the not the best one. You're you're the target. Everybody wants to break your leg, right? So <laughs> make sure literally. you step when you walk. Don't twist your ankle. Yeah. Yeah. So I and I had a man, I had a good coach and um athletic trainers were amazing. I uh, and um had my little routine I will always do. Uh, before competition and it was nothing like looking at back it was just for me like my mental training because it was nothing different than I did it was just mental mental locking and preparedness how many minutes I took running and how many uh, what exercises I, I only did it for that track mates only I did not do those in my um, training sessions mm-hmm. So, um, and mental pressure, I'm telling you, after I was done with SC championship or um, national championship, I felt like I was just came out of the war and got hit by the truck. I was just uh, so physically and mentally exhausted. Yeah. I'll go back in a hotel and just lay there and stare at the wall. Instead of celebrating, I, you were like, oh, it's finally over, right? Exhausted, you know, like tired uh, from it, but like good way tired, not necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. bad way but it takes a lot when you're walking everybody like wants to beat you or be against you mm. and cuts at uh, times that you are the best and everybody wants to prove you wrong yeah, yeah and um in a practice steve used to always tell me like you know like sarah's probably benching way more than you are and then throwing way more than you are <laughs> oh so he motivated you in that way yeah. yeah yeah and i think biggest part that really worked for us 
I trusted everything he let me do. Mm. The biggest thing was that understanding and believing because I had a coach back in Georgia too. And uh, on a summertime, I'll go there and not always, uh, Steve was next to me, you know, and mm. he, he was like my grandfather. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, was, I'm yeah, sure was, you had a similar experience. Oh yeah, with my, yeah, my college coach. Yeah, yeah, he's like my yeah, dad. I mean, dad yeah. yeah, he was like my grandfather and he will help me out with everything and will call me while I was in university here mm-hmm. almost every weekend and we will talk and uh, like biggest thing and he also told me, I'm like, I'm not there mm-hmm. five times a week or training mm-hmm. or all those things so you have to trust what he tells you to do and me understanding then I had to do that mm-hmm. and having those two different experience I think it helped me be a better coach too mm-hmm. um talk about you like how was it back in Croatia what kind of style and approach coaches have no I think that's a similar very similar and I, I I love that you were mentioning the believing in the process believing in your workout right uh, mm-hmm. I had the same experience and I think that's I know that is a one major component of being a good athlete great athlete is trusting your coach and trusting the process you, you'll hear this a lot of people say in not just coaching in business and in a, if you're running a company right trust the process you know step by step and you have a plan uh, and you follow the plan that's how most uh, clubs in Europe are set up you are training with professionals right also there's mm-hmm. no there's no gears right so you're cadet you know junior uh, youth uh, junior senior they're all in the same club and it's from the beginning it's very professional you see these guys who are living is dependent on throwing far they have these plans a month plan to a year plan right and they follow the plan right um mm-hmm. so that was that was for me same uh, like you i was it wasn't even and, and it wasn't even question for me that this is should be questioned right this process there's a plan obviously well, this is the plan this is the recipe i'm gonna follow it right uh mm-hmm. obviously there's better and, and and best there's better and best plans right i don't think there's a wrong plan uh, mm-hmm. every plan is good if you follow it, almost every right there is yeah at this level coaches have experience that they learn from somebody right so somebody did it this way and worked mm-hmm. uh so I, I know jeremy Clayton, he was always saying, "There's, you know, there's a good plan and there's a better plan. Right? So as long as you follow, yeah, it, or be better. be able to like uh, alter the plan as you're going off. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I have many times walk into a training session. There's a plan, like mm-hmm. how many strokes I'm going to take, mm-hmm. how I'm going to warm up, but I don't feel great that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but I have a lot of volume in my program that day. Yeah. So, is it better to just be technical and not push?" Mm-hmm. It's going to make you a better athlete and alter that plan right then yes. in a spot. That's what I liked also. And I use that tool as my, in my coaching because, yes, I'm going to write a program for you. Yeah. I actually still handwrite my uh, workouts. I feel I'm so old. I don't, read, I don't type them. I have my what little, is this Excel thing? <laughs> yeah, I, I have my little cute notebooks and I buy them. My husband calls me. I'm like a hoarder for like <laughs> notebooks. I'm holding one right now as I'm talking to and uh, he's just like, he drugs me if I'm in a TJ Maxx or something. He's yeah. like, okay, let's go. Let's pass this session. It's not for you. You're already the notebook session, of yeah. them. <laughs> yes. So, um, and um, uh, I like handwrite things. Mm-hmm. And after practice, I go back end of the day. Or I mean, is that I may don't have time right then, but I make mm-hmm. notes. You know, I may just cross over entire plan. 
and just write up what we did that day and keeping that uh, in a writing in notebooks. And I just love going back and um, reading through my old workouts and I already yes. panic and barely read it because there's some like, you know, raindrops on them and doors and just yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. You can't even flip the page. Um, but again, like, yes, there's a plan. There's basics that you cannot go around them because mm. people have done their research. There's way more successful coaches out there. And again, I'm not afraid to ask questions too if I'm struggling in, yeah. with any particular coach. And I'm very thankful that I have those connections that mm. I know those coaches and I can call them. You know, you are one of them. I know you're talking, but yeah, yeah. just saying and uh, learning from each other. And I think it's amazing you doing this because we share our thoughts and we are yeah. learning from each other. And those young yeah. coaches coming up learning from us. Yeah. And we don't have that, right? In my first job, I got thrown into the coaching and it was not easy. And I'm not yeah. going to sit here and lie that I was this perfect, awesome coach. My first coaching job was in SEC. Mm-hmm. That was not You did easy. really well, though. How, so how was that experience? Being thrown into this fire, the, the, the strongest fire of the all. I would say ACC, SEC, Pac-12, those are strong conferences. How was that? Yes. Um, I mean, I volunteered coach with Steve. When I was pro and training with him, yep. so I, so I got to see what he was doing, and he had a really good javelin throwers and uh, hammer throwers. You know, Adam uh, Montague was yep. really good at the time, and Steve Steve came over, and yep. you know, he's just freak athlete. Period. We you didn't know put him in any sports. Man. Yeah, we put him in any sports and be successful. Forget about it. Yeah. And yeah. Kemo was my training partner. You know, like yeah. he skinny leg ballerina when they were doing that. Explosive, very explosive, yeah. <laughs> Crazy athlete. And yeah. actually, I, I used to beat him in a standing throw sometimes. used to compete. Really? Yes. What, what was your standing throw then? How far did you go? 17 throw? meters. Did you really? Wow. That, that yeah. For glider, I guess you have to do that. You have to, you have to very connect good. more, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I remember I, uh, I was warming up in 2009 World Championship. Um, and uh, in a warm up track all these Cubans and yeah. Waller is warming up and I'm throwing like 17 meters in a standing oh and warm up really well. I'm ready to go. That's another mistake I made back then because you don't know how well you warm up. You sit in a cold room like freaking 45 mm-hmm. minutes yep. and yeah. you go out there and you're like, I, don't, I, I cannot move. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, but, yeah. You, you you can't know until you do it, right? Until you go. Yeah, I was thirteen. I believe it was, I missed by one spot qualifying for that. It was hard. I threw like yeah. seventeen ninety nine that day. I could have done better. Yeah. It's just little mistakes I made in a Colorado Maria and yeah. way you warm up and it's just. I wish I can rewrite some of the things. You yeah. know, go back. Um, but um, so it's experience helping me now help my athletes. Yes. Not let them because I retired pretty early. You know, I was yeah. not really ready for that mentally or physically. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not um, unknowns, and you don't get sponsorship like that in track, right? Yeah. Especially, I was international. My federation doesn't really wanted to do anything with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you don't really get it how much it would have take to just train. Yeah. And um, um, then I got start getting injured and not having not having a good health insurance because you're coming out of the college, 
people don't understand and I tell this to my student athletes all the time starting from freshman yeah. year that you make sure you have a plan because yeah. this four years is going to go really fast yeah yeah and I keep reminding them every year like what is what's the next step you're going to take because many of them are not even throw mm. but you still want them to be a well-rounded individuals right when they yeah. go out the world they can handle because, themselves in the workforce yeah. right not just the field mm -hmm. the workforce because yeah. we have that um, kind of unique ability to be impacting in, impacting some, some uh, amazing uh, student athletes yes. throughout our career you know from 18 to 21 that age is really important yeah. mental you can you can say something or do something to negatively impact someone's life or same way in a positive way yeah. And, um, yeah. That, that, so it's that is so changes. true. That is extremely true. I love. Uh, I want. I want to uh, uh, spend a little more time on this because <clears throat> this is. I think this is so important. It should not be overlooked by any coach. That you have ability. Like, what you just said is so true. And I know from my experience. I know you. You telling this because of your experience as well. What coach can say or not say or do or not do can impact you for a lifetime, right? It can make mm -hmm. you make decisions on that uh, or don't make decisions. So it's, it's our responsibility to take that very seriously. And I love that you were looking at a way uh, as well for your athletes that you're, you're building. What you're saying is I'm building a person as well, mm -hmm. not just or helping this person to be a better version of themselves, not just an athlete, right? Yeah. And I think it comes from my background. You know, I I'm, I was not born in U.S. and um, I was raised in a really small and amazing country <laughs> called Georgia, right? Beautiful, and, so beautiful. And you cannot even in Georgian language name is Sakatuelo. It doesn't even translate to it. Really? Um, yeah, um, and um, I had that uh, background when I'm like everything was family oriented and. Um, I have family myself. I have two kids, and uh, it's just my. We've been married so long. <laughs> I mean, we literally grew up together, yeah, so yeah. many ways. And yeah. uh, he's definitely my number one supporter. And I'm sitting here talking to you and coaching because he has been moved around with me. That's awesome. And I couldn't do it just by myself, you know. So I had that that kind of support from my second better half, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, and just I approach them like I like caring sometimes too much. Maybe take that out yeah. about my athletes, and because I'm a mom too. I'm thinking about it. Like I I don't even want to think about it. my daughter turned nine in March, and he's like literally nine years will be graduating from high school and nice. yeah. that em that emotional feeling you dropping like i don't know how americans do it i'm not ready i don't think <laughs> like yeah, yeah. it's crazy you let them yeah. be there and i feel like as a coach i become a family away yeah. from the family and um, especially for my international kids mm -hmm. they don't have anybody here mm -hmm. And it's important to have that kind of um, understanding of each other and support mm. for them. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. tough. It's not easy. You know, they come from the countries, they coaches. You have to be more mindful yep. how you program them because they, they have been trained. Their training age is higher too. Mm -hmm. So they, they've been doing this since they were 
nine, 10, some of them 12, you know, young, starting young. So you cannot just uh, throw things at them because their mind works very different than typical mm. high schoolers coming out of the United States high school. Mm. So um, I feel like that changes the way I look at things um, coming from completely different background. Mm. And um, like um, my father was a military and mm. my husband was a military. So, and my, ha- my uh, father was actually a pretty successful wrestler. Okay. And um, he taught uh, defensive sambo in um, police academy mm-hmm. later on, a pretty uh, long time. So he was in, um, he worked himself up. So he ended up working past 10 years as a police detective mm-hmm. in Georgia. So um, very, uh, like I still ask about recommendations and things and call him and very yeah. knowledgeable and pretty um awesome having that relationship yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. so um i am there for my athletes sometimes i yell at them and i am not so many means and like simple mm. nicest coach you get along i will i'm not that nice <laughs> if you are not listening to me but exactly like what kind of attitude yeah. Are you bringing, right yeah you, you were you're i will support over, right? you i'll be there for you but um, I'm expecting same things. You know, you have to be successful in a classroom. Mm-hmm. Number one, you call the student athlete, right? Not just the athlete. You cannot mm-hmm. just cut it out. So yeah. um, really be on them in academics and make sure they're eligible and doing well in a classroom. And mm-hmm. same as a training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, uh, Mary, I'm just, I'm just, if I have a, if I have a daughter, uh, eventually, or a son, I know I'm going to be really happy if they're in your hands. You sure I'll still be alive when you're done <laughs> You'll <be>. 18? <laughs> I, I got to hurry up, right? <laughs> uh, you better hurry up. for? But what you just told me, I, you know, I know this story from behind, from before, and uh, I, I know that's why your athletes love you so much as well. And I can see this in uh, relationships uh, that you build with your athletes on the meets. They're so happy. They're supported with you. Uh, they see you really as, as their, you know, second mom. Uh, and, and you bring this. Try not to that, be like just slash, you know, there's like borderline, not necessarily there. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? Like you have to, you love your athletes, but then you have to also tell them when it's, when it's like your parents, right? Like you, like you said, you are there. Mm-hmm. Your parent will not yeah. let you. Uh, do stupid stuff right like they're gonna no we talk about no, gonna yeah. throw something at you if you're disrespectful uh to other, mm-hmm. person, other people yeah um so th- you're bringing that and uh i didn't know that your dad was a te- detective but this this makes so much more now uh it shows about you how detailed you are right like how all encompassing you are with your training like it, it matters uh, their relationship to uh their parents their coaches how they deal at the meets how they're at school uh what kind of email they're writing like so you are looking at this huge picture of an athlete when you're recruiting and and, and yeah and- you don't always get that yeah you're not always get that you know but um that's the best i have can yeah. and all the um pointers will fall into one spot you not always get that you can look 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 but you cannot always get that yeah yeah no that's yeah. that's fantastic and that's why you are successful in in, uh, in writing workouts like you said you can change and you have to be, but you have to have a plan to change the plan too, right? So yeah, it's true. Plan changes, true. change the plan, right? So uh, because of injury or because of the weather or because of how you feel, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Marion, these are some incredible, incredible nuggets of wisdom you, you just gave us. Uh, and it's, that is why it is so hard to recruit, uh, quote unquote, against you, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Especially now you're in a good academic school. So uh, I'm, I know we're going to compete for <laughs> the same athletes, uh, but I'm not going to be. Uh, and that's the thing. If, if they ask me, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm looking into uh, USF. Uh, I know they're going to be in good hands, right? So uh, that, that and this is this is why I'm doing this podcast as well to bring mm-hmm. to those athletes and parents and, and uh, coaches a perspective about of coaches mm-hmm. from themselves. And uh, yeah, like I said, you're, you are you have your credentials. You have been very successful, uh, and I know that uh, USF now is going to be uh, even better uh, with you. Well, you, you said about competition, but it's not necessary if you think about. You know, there's so many colleges in the United States. Yes. It's yes. Uh, yeah. when they are looking, picking yeah. you know, universities, yeah. it's important for them to do their research. You know, yeah. PSAs, yeah. I'm talking about the potential student athletes in a choosing process. They should do a research what they want to study, mm-hmm. how good those programs are, those universities, you know, mm-hmm. personalities. Are you, because we, we're going to be together next four years. If it doesn't work from the beginning, you're, you're going to be struggling. I'm going to be struggling. You mm. will be looking for going somewhere else. Mm. And it's, it has to be a match, right? Yeah. So, yes, we're going to be in a competition, but we have different personalities. We have, you know, our styles are different. So, yes, I'm, I'm going to be recommending you just like, I, you know, you recommend me. But yeah. we should be able to, all those student athletes should be able to find a place where they can be fully happy. Yes. Because I mean, I had a student athletes who were civil engineers mm-hmm. and biomedical science <laughs> and, yeah. and, yeah. and uh, history majors, very different ratio, right? Yeah. So people are, who are crazy, crazy smart uh, and academics comes really easy, but people who are just liking um, different type of uh, schooling, right? Yeah. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Not everybody learns same way and not everybody uh, Think same way. Like uh, yes. for me, math came easy in a level of freshman year. Mm-hmm. After that, it got harder. It was not for me, right? So I was not. not you have to be. Right? Yeah, you have to be. Spe- uh, ta- you have to have those special talents to be able to be a civil engineer. Because yeah. things get way tougher when you you know you really want to make it to the profession. Do you like it enough and, to do it, right? Do you like? Yeah, it if you, you you those kids have like that well layout program where they want to go. Period. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter that UVA, UVA has amazing coach Martin yeah. or USF has a Mariam. Yeah. I like the nursing program here, right? Exactly. Exactly. So uh, exactly. nursing program is so good at USF that you cannot do both. Mm. It's That's really a good tough. point now. That, that a lot of people yeah. ask me that. Can I do the, this major? It's science-based school. Yes, it was founded by science. Mm-hmm. Even though it, you know, school has might not have this major, might not have uh-huh. this professor that you like, right? I know exactly. A lot of fields, especially scientific fields, you go to a school where this professor did this research, and you want to be there, mm-hmm. right? So there's so many things that yeah, go on. yeah, because like you know, some of the athletes becoming doctors. Yeah. And uh, they already know what they want, but they are also great athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my previous institution, I had an amazing, just a walk-on javelin thrower and was mm-hmm. uh, in a nursing program. Mm-hmm. And we used to uh, throw at 7 a.m. in the morning so he, she can go and wow. uh, be, in wow. a, be in a hospital all day long. Yeah. 
So, uh, and she was, uh, there was a particular time then we had set for lifting and I worked mm -hmm. around her schedule because she was a great person um, and mm -hmm. to deal with and work with. And it was a pleasure. It's not like it was, I was doing something that yeah. I was actually having fun doing it because I was working around her schedule. She was yeah. working hard. Yeah, and yeah. it was successful. So, yeah, there's so many things to look into it because we are not just a coaches for mm -hmm. a professional athletes. You know, uh, our our athletes have to go to school and yeah. class every day, and they have after they finish lifting and throwing, they have to study. Mm -hmm. So um, it's just like time management biggest part that student athletes can offer after they um done with the school time management right yeah. if you're successful in what you do you know what time you're waking up yeah. in the morning what are you having for breakfast don't come here and tell me that you had nothing to eat and you're asking me to be um putting you into position of working you out for two hours and not doing you any good yes yeah, yeah. so i mean i'm not a nutrition certified nutritionist but i also try to i have experience on that field so i always try to go over those things in with the freshmen coming yes. in or when we start the season how to how's that eating well and timing mm -hmm. of the nutrition is really really important mm -hmm. to be successful and carrying around the, the lunch mm -hmm. bag and mm -hmm. be able to uh, get those snacks in the night before and don't just uh, wake up at five minutes before class starts yeah. at 8 a.m. Yeah. and just grab the book back and go in there with PJs. <laughs> yeah. Because your whole day is full with activities. So you're screwing yourself up from yeah. the beginning. Yeah. That is, that, how, is, yeah. that is so important. The fueling, I mean, you, would you uh, have one of the um, parents of one of my athletes said this mm -hmm. to his son? He says, when we were talking about this, he says, would you put terrible gasoline in a Ferrari? Like, would you put, you know, no. alcohol in it? Like, no, I wouldn't. You'll put the best gas yeah. there is because mm -hmm. you're, you're, that machine deserves a good fuel. Same way, right? You want to yeah. fuel your body before the workout the best you can. Or and when you the say that, yeah, when you say that best fuels, then you come down budgeting, right? Mm -hmm. I think in this country, they should be fortunate because there's a stores and ways and they can actually get that food even though you may not have a full scholarship you mm -hmm. still have access to the pretty decent snacking and pretty decent of uh, that fueling station in strength and conditioning you have that usf i have that yes nice. um, um but and also like ways and you can get a produce that are not crazy expensive mm -hmm. you know not just going out and just buying the lunch use that lunch money to go to the grocery store and buy those so it will last you through the week, not just two day for one meal. Because I mean, I, I had a full ride in Florida, but I still had to cook. I had a husband, mm -hmm. then I had to, you know, micromanage where what I was spending because yeah. I did not have that money coming in from nowhere. You were not working yet. Yeah, you had a yeah. you're not working. Yet. Yes. And um I I my parents were really educated, but they never rich. So I did not grow up being rich, mm -hmm. working class family, but not did not have a lot. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I, I always had the food, but I mean, what I'm saying, you know, <laughs> you, you have to be saying, you have so. to be smart about how you yeah. spend. Yeah. Spend, and I I try to educate them when they come in, much as I can. That yes, it's everything. Just. Don't go and buy everything organic and spend and blow all of your money. You have if to you manage that. If you cannot afford it, yeah. If you cannot afford it. Yeah, yeah, because, 
end of the day, make sure you go to bed early and sleep and yeah. recovery and listen to your trainers because you guys have that here. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't have that growing up. Yeah. That having the ability to go in a training room and you have the doctors in mm-hmm. on a call and whatever you need, it's being done for you. Yeah. I feel like there's every you have every tool in a toolbox to be successful. Yeah. And you have to use them because these four years is fast. It's a long time. But before you know it, you'll be graduating and you have no idea what to do with your life. Yeah. And that's the, uh, that's the hardest part. Because mm-hmm. I've been there. I'm sure you've been there. And uh, I wish I had somebody like telling me all these details, how to leave. And yeah. how, because I learned it the bad way, some of the things and the rough way. And I'm trying to share that knowledge and maybe they can learn the best way possible you know either they decide to continue with a throwing career or just cut it off and have the amazing jobs which they do some of my athletes are wow very like, fortunate to have a good job yeah. waiting for them after college mm-hmm. right yeah well that that comes that comes from the habits and small habits that you make right if you're good mm-hmm. if you're very particular mm-hmm. and smart about how you train how you eat how you sleep you're gonna be it, it's gonna trickle down to your studying habits to your interview mm-hmm. habits to uh what yes. you do right so you're going to be a full person that is very detailed about everything it does they say how you mm-hmm. do anything is how you do everything right and yeah drag being such a big part of your life and i know it was mine when i was throwing mm-hmm. and all these athletes they, like you said you spend two hours a day at least at the track or in weight room together right mm-hmm. so this is a big part of your life if you do this correctly it will trick it down to other habits as well uh, yeah, you'll be a successful person, right? And you'll be successful. Yeah, you'll be successful. But if you, just like I said previously, that wake up like five minutes before the class and you don't have a breakfast, you starve, you already woke up with starved, starved body and yeah, you're yeah. not putting anything in it. Yeah. And you're getting ready to listen to a lecture. Then you know, you know how student life is, student athlete life is very busy. Yeah. So if you don't learn pretty quick from the beginning how to um, time management, mm-hmm and how to uh, know when to study, when to eat, and when to train, yeah. and all those things. Um, you know, they always complain about um, life outside of athletics. But yeah. again, those are your family. And the regular students don't have what you have. Yeah. You know, they don't have friends and teammates, and they go out, they, uh, either they don't have, they are your friends right there. You have a social life in a training session, if you ask me, right? It's hard, yeah. It's hard yeah. To, to balance those things, right? Yeah, it is hard. So it's um, it's successful when you do it right. It is it is so yes. You can be so successful when you do it right, and you can mm-hmm. be so much better when you do it right. And you have mm-hmm. this opportunity, like you said, you're 18 to 22, 23. Some of us maybe 27 when we graduate. <laughs> now you always have a couple of guys from Europe, <laughs> but you have this very excessive time, right? that you are building who you are. These mm-hmm. skills and habits are gonna define you for, for a lifetime. And I love that you are looking and sitting down with your athletes and you're saying, you're telling them, hey, I'm not a certified nutritionist. However, I think you should pay attention to your food. I think, uh, I think if you come to practice, we cannot do these things. If you're not fueled, I cannot have you run, you know, let's say for a runner, I cannot have you do a 400 meter uh, strides if you have, if your uh, your glycogen levels are depleted, right? <laughs> exactly. Hurting you. Yeah. You don't want to hurt them. If you're putting them, if they're not sleeping, I had an athlete. Mm-hmm. I was confused. Like, what's going on? He's losing weight. 
uh, he just keep losing weight, keep losing. I'm like, what is going on? He he was a morning, uh, he was in the morning group, and it took took a couple of months that honestly, you know, word come out that he's you know he's going to sleep at three because he's studying, and then he's getting up at five to study some more before. Oh my goodness! What are we yeah. doing here? Like, first of all, you're not doing yourself benefit, uh, help no. for yeah. studying, let alone I we are we're running in uh, a risk of injury here. So. Uh, mm-hmm. those things are like you said uh i learned the hard way but you are you're a preemptive in this so you're doing it better than i than i initially did well, i mean i i had to get there too right experience brings that um understanding of how you do things yeah. and i not always had that and i still have many more years to learn things yeah, yeah. so i mean but let's not do the, the mistakes yeah. that, that can be avoided right exactly. uh, and there's some major, major ones that you pointed out uh, mm-hmm. before i let you go i have a couple more just a couple more uh, questions for you. How old were you? Or how old were you when you got into training? And how was that experience in, in Georgia for you? Because it's a little different. I high think in Europe. I was like 13, 14, somewhere there, 13, 40, 14, when I started throwing. Um, it's a really funny story how I get into throwing. Because yeah. uh, I told you I was a high jumper. And right. um, in uh, Europe, in Georgia, I had to take this class called a physical education class. Okay. And um, that coach there was um, track and field coach, but he, he was just an amazing guy. Yeah. And I used to have a good grades. I, w- I really wanted to be in a medical field and I changed my mind later on. Okay. And um, he won't give me a good grades because he will just, I will go attend every single class he hosted, right? Yeah. But he had a club after school, track and field club. And he was like, you have so much talent. You are just wasting it. So unless you start training, I'm not giving you good grades. So This is something you cannot do in the U.S., but yes, it works back home. Yeah. So I literally started training for a grade. For the grade. And uh, he took me a uh, first uh, national championship, Georgia national championship. And I did high jump there and I threw. I had no idea what I was doing, but like literally no idea. And head uh, coach saw me there, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, uh, that's how I get in. And he uh-huh. called my dad, and my dad was like, mm. "Like in the beginning, he, he because he had this athletic background, yeah. and yeah. he yeah. knew how much work it required in athletics mm-hmm. to be successful. I think he didn't wanted me to start in the beginning." Like he didn't want to force something on me in the beginning because yeah, yeah. he knew what it take. Like he was in uh, judo wrestling. He was in a Soviet Union team. Oh. Uh, so it, it was really hard, especially for okay. different nations really to then. make oh, it there because yeah. they always choose the Russian over you. Those doesn't yeah. matter how good you are. And you probably know that. Yeah. And um, he understood that. So he was not like fully completely happy about it but he yeah. not blocked me either and me like didn't really like the sports i mean whatever i will do it for a grade that's how i started nice, nice. and uh, i was somewhere 12 13 years yeah. old how did you know that you want to go in the u.s how did that happen um did you know about u.s or did the the wizard lemke the wizard <laughs> when he finds talent is incredible right? there's so much uh, to learn from that uh, guy well, I had um, received a lot of invitations before I he got contact with mm-hmm. me. 
But my dad was like, no, you know, I don't want you. I mean, I told you he had a military background. So he's like, I'm not going to just <laughs> fly you yeah, across the world. Unknown. And not, no, unknown and right? I don't know. I cannot help you right away and all those things. So uh, right when I was um, graduating high school, uh, I was planning and I was throwing well. And mm. um, I took a year off. Uh, mm -hmm. and start training I was already yeah um, I met with my future husband and we were in a cage right. and everybody's keep asking me how was this like being married young but I mean nobody really forced me into anything it was yeah. just like timing nobody can force you yeah so um, that's how it happened and he felt a little bit and then Steve comes along after all this been done so um you know i asked him or my husband what was yeah. he was thinking about it because i had a several other invitations before steve came around yeah previous years like when i was still in high school before i graduated and um he was like then steve came over to georgia too mm -hmm. which was i think biggest part like that was like real he spent yeah. two days and he met with my family so that was a little bit more confidence booster for my parents mm -hmm. yes i had a fiance but my parents have, always will have a yeah. huge role in what i do in my life and he 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 had a really good job mm -hmm. and um he was in military he was in military and, as well right yeah he was um he had a personal defense position in one of the ministers in a country so uh he was actually get paid decent and he, and i mean we it talked was, about it was a big decision it. for you yeah, and we talked about it, and he decided, you know, like, this is a good opportunity. I think you should do it. Mm -hmm. And because he supported me, that meant a lot. Yeah. And that's how I actually made the decision. Because, again, I would not be, this is huge. Like, now I'm recruiting my uh, future international student athletes. And, mm -hmm. like, I know how hard it is. Mm -hmm. And I feel like since my 10 to 11 years ago, it was, it was 11 years ago, no more. No more, or like it was 15, 14, almost 14, 15 years ago. That's yeah, crazy. it's going fast. Yeah, and uh, that decision, uh, internet was not that great mm -hmm. in Europe. You know, I didn't know everything. I had no idea all these divisions and breaking yeah. downs and what's where's the University of Florida fall into it. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, Steve came in with a really, really good resume, and we read and we look him up and uh, all those things. Um, but I mean, still was huge move for me. And yeah. I would say this day and day that my husband was biggest support than why I was also successful because um, it's really tough coming this far away and um, dealing with those things that not like a regular uh, high schooler will hear. Mm -hmm. you can, I cannot just call my parents or drove the weekend away or even yeah. fly. You can be, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you cannot do that. Yeah. And I feel like I was really matured in that age because I, I was 15 when I started flying uh, internationally, internationally with yeah. my track and field team, national team, yeah. for club championships and uh, you know all those championships. And I yeah. we went to one point Croatia was in our division too. Yeah, I yeah, we were yeah in the cup in yeah. the cup division. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, and I knew that uh, Sanders coach really well. Sanders coach and my old coach knew each other really well. Oh, uh, her first coach, Ivancic. Yes, Ivan Ivancic. Yeah, he yeah, is. Ivan, oh my God, he's, 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 he's such like, a great coach. He was same age. He passed yeah. away when I had my daughter. So 
it was top. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and uh, I like when you start flying from 15 and 19, you basically 18, 19, you're like really mature that level somewhat compared to like someone who just graduates from high yeah. school and yeah. compete in states. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like um, maturity level of me, same age, 18 year old or 19 year old here was a little bit higher. So I knew what I was doing. I may not know fully, be still really, really young, super young, but I had that support next to me and really helped. Yeah. Support you had parents, you so, had a husband, uh, future husband yeah. who was very supportive and yeah. knowledgeable about that, right? Yeah. So it was like all together, sit down decision. And that helped me a lot. It still was really difficult, but it was yeah. hard. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think that's uh, also why you have, well, obviously, great relationship with American athletes and uh, also very good relationship with the international athletes to know mm -hmm. to know what your your fears it's one thing than just assume what their fears are right because you've been through that like how do you say yeah like, oh come to us it's you know we have full scholarship it's like what is yeah what is that what does that mean <laughs> well you know come here we'll pay for your school like what do i have to pay like do i get money like you have no like there's all these questions you have because you don't know nca yeah what What's that stand for, right? Yeah, what's a division one? What's two? What's yes. three? You have a Juco college. I'm like, even like when I got into coaching, I was like, wow, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I said, no, do you take, uh, uh, some schools don't take, or it's really hard for them to take transfers. Um, I'm not going to mention them. There, there are some, like, I think Ivy Leagues, there's no, no secret about that. I, it's really hard. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Impossible, right? Mm -hmm. um, how about the USF? Do you take transfers? We do. Yeah, we do. Uh, I mean, first of all, we have to have that official letter uh, or contact before we start the conversation, obviously. Um, then uh, we do take the transfer as long as it's a good fit to a okay. team and everything. Academics, my throwing group, how uh, it can benefit for both of us. So it's transfer could be successful and all of a sudden this transfer is struggling. It, and I'm struggling, or you gotta make it sure doesn't they, work. So we they, make they sure that it works both ways. Yeah, grades are good. It's a good fit for them. Yeah, definitely open. Well, Mariah, I don't want to take too much of your time. I just want to tell you that you have a lot of fans and a lot of <laughs> kids that you expired during your career and now coaching, obviously, you're changing lives. And you might not know this. I didn't know this before to, uh, yesterday when I posted that you're going to be here interviewing. So I got all these uh, requests and a story from one of my athletes. She saw you at Penn Relays. This is back in 2010, maybe? Yeah. 2009, 2010. 910. She saw you throwing and her dad, her dad took her to the meet. She didn't know, uh -huh. she didn't want to do track. Uh, she wasn't sure if she wants to do track, right? Her dad took yeah. her to the Penn Relays and she saw you throw. And she was <laughs> so excited to see how you threw, how you were, you know, how you were, your demeanor and everything. She told her dad, like, I want to do this. I want to be a thrower. And she was one of, uh, she came here to UVA graduate. She's one of the best athletes I ever, I ever coached. Amazing person. Uh, so I'm grateful for you that you inspire her. See how, how small world is that you, it is. you didn't even know. I didn't even know that. She's like, well, yeah, I'm glad I inspired somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you've inspired a lot of people. Well, thank you, Martin, for having me. I think what you're doing is definitely a pioneering us out there and like what are you doing for those parents and have a questions and for us even like coaches you know people can see that we actually talk and yeah. you know, we had to change their knowledge and we're not just yeah. hate each other you know what yeah. i'm saying 
Yeah. And uh, it's a huge movement for throws, period, in getting it out there because I love track and field. I'm a huge fan of what I do. And I think it's just amazing how track and field is just one of the ancient, amazing sport out there that is foundation of everything. You know, if you can do well, you can do well other sports. And it's, you have a range of um, athletes from sprinting and shapes yeah. from throwing. Very different, right? Yep. So um, many different I sports in one Yeah, sport. I'm a huge fan of track and especially throws area. We don't get as much of media exposure or podcasts out there so i think you're really skilled and i have to learn from you uh, how good you're doing some of those editings and um, this is a great thing you started and i hope that it just keeps going and we can keep talking and keep sharing the knowledge for each other and i think you have done an amazing job so i'm very thankful you having me in this wow. podcast the, I'm very thankful for you as well. And like you said, it is, this is what I'm doing it for. So we can share knowledge so we can mm -hmm. uh, make this sport even better and better. And I know yes. how much you helped me when I reached out uh, to professional athletes, when I was still in mm -hmm. school coaches, uh, when I was still mm -hmm. in school, it helped me a lot. So I think, I think is we, we must pay forward, right? We must pay forward. What are yes, some, definitely. Uh, yeah. What are some easiest ways to get in touch with you? Oh, uh, well, I have an Instagram page now, you know, I'm learning from my athletes how to run an efficient way. Okay. We do have a USF throat page and I'm hoping to take over and do better on it. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, just through the social media, I do have a coaching Facebook page, but mm -hmm. again, email works the best. Email on your and website. And it's right on my bio. Day. If you look up USF. Um, track and field athletics has my picture and has my phone number and uh, um, email. I check my emails and I have an Instagram page. We have a throwing Instagram page. Mm. It's not that great yet. I'm working. I'm trying to be as good as you are, you know, with posting. I, I don't think I will ever be, but <laughs> I'm learning. Um, so it's, it's so much easier to get hold of coach now than it was mm. back in the days, right? So USF track and field, email me or call me, you know, go Bulls. I'm working on learning that signature. There you go. There you go. <laughs> on it. And I'm really happy where I am. It's great weather. And yes. it's really good facilities. So we have everything that every power schools out there have. Yeah. Yeah. So that's definitely something to think about. Yeah. We have all the tools you need yeah. to be successful, basically. So yeah, you have a great school, you have a great facilities, you have a great experience, uh, and I uh -huh. know you you'll be in great great hands if you're there. Uh, Miriam, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks, Martin. That was Coach Miriam for you guys, an amazing coach who will give you 110% of her attention and make sure you're making progress towards becoming a better version of yourself. She's truly one of the biggest enthusiasts of throwing. If you liked this episode, please take a moment to leave us a review. Let us know what guests you want us to interview next and what kind of questions do you guys have that we might not be covering. Hope you guys are doing well and see you in the next episode.